Welcome to Props and Hops, a betting and beer podcast powered by Dimers.com and part of Blue Wire Hustle. I'm your host, Matt Landis, here with NFL Week 11 bets curated from a dream team of football handicappers, plus some original analysis. 60% of the time, it works every time. Two sides this week. First up, Washington plus three at even money at Carolina. That's the line as I record this Thursday evening during the New England-Atlanta game. Also some three and a halfs out there in the marketplace, and if you can get the hook, I make that good up to minus 120. Handicappers on Washington this week, Rob Pizzola making them his best bet on the Matchbook NFL betting podcast, along with Adam Chernoff and the whale capper Drew Dinsick. This handicap does involve the look-ahead line, and I know we want to take those look-aheads with a grain of salt. That said, this look-ahead number was Carolina minus 2, so it's up a significant point to that key number of 3, and that's after Washington beat the Super Bowl champs by double digits, exceeding market expectations as implied by the point spread by almost 3 touchdowns last week. So clearly, Carolina getting much more of a bump than Washington coming off last week's performances. In fact, I think Carolina getting too big of a bump from the market due to Cam Newton's return. I'm intrigued to see what Cam's got left in the tank, but I'm not banking on it being too much. I also like that Washington head coach Ron Rivera probably knows Newton much better than any other head coach in the league right now, so that works to Washington's advantage when they're on defense, and when Washington's got the ball, their offense is getting healthier. Add it all up, I like Washington, plus three at even money at Carolina. Up next, Houston plus 10 at Tennessee, that number available for reduced VIG at minus 105. Handicappers on Houston include Adam and Rob, as well as Steve Fezzik and the Hitman. And as far as the handicap goes in this one, the Tennessee offense, currently a shell of its best self, basically reduced to Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown and little else in the absence of Derrick Henry and Julio Jones. The Titans' offense has the lowest rate in the league of plays gaining 20 yards or more, and they also operate at a slow pace coming into this one as a bottom 10 team in terms of seconds per snap, so if they're going to be plotting down the field like that, it could be difficult to build a margin on Sunday, even against a team like the Texans, whose defense frankly isn't awful, they come in a respectable 17th in DVOA. On the other side of the ball, Houston has a positive point differential with Terod Taylor at quarterback this season, and the Texans also a bottom 10 team when we look at seconds per snap. That translates to fewer plays, meaning fewer opportunities for Tennessee to get separation. One more thing I'll add here, the Titans are a good team, I want to give them credit for that, but they're masquerading as a great team with that 8-2 record. Last week, they were gifted a touchdown at the end of the first half, the Saints missed two extra points, and the Titans still couldn't cover. In fact, they were pretty lucky just to win that game if they lost it, which they very easily could have, getting outgained by 1.5 yards per play against the Saints. We wouldn't be getting double digits on Houston in this one. I had a chance to discuss this a bit on the Early Value NFL podcast this week with friend of the show Ross McDowell, and I mentioned that I'd prefer to fade Tennessee, by backing pretty much any team except for the Texans, but these windows to fade certain teams close really quickly, and ultimately it boils down to numbers, not teams. Speaking of numbers, I grabbed New England minus 2.5 hosting Tennessee on a Week 12 look-ahead line while I was speaking with Ross, and that number's already up to New England minus 3, 
So I think that if Tennessee underwhelms against the lowly Texans this weekend, or if they get rolled against New England in Week 12, we might as well consider that window to fade them to have been slammed shut, especially with pro betters already lining up against the Titans this week, despite Houston being the opponent. So as much as I'd like to wait for a better team to back in fading the Titans, it seems like this is the time to go if you want to get in play against them, and one more nudge to move me in that direction, the Dimers bot showing a nice edge on Houston against the spread in the quick pick section over at Dimers.com, and with those picks, based on thousands of simulations driven by analytics, it's a nice confidence boost to go ahead and back the ugly underdog, Houston plus 10 at Tennessee. No totals this week, so we'll get to a couple teasers, but right off the top, I want to acknowledge teasers have been a massacre these past couple weeks. A lot of sharp bettors I know expressing some trepidation at this week's teaser board, and I think we're dealing with some short-term noise with these brutal recent results. Overall, still going to favor going ahead and betting the process, to borrow the name of another sports betting podcast, and get in play on these advantageous bets when advantageous numbers present themselves. First teaser in pocket this week, New Orleans plus 7.5 at Philadelphia, paired with Minnesota plus 7.5 hosting Green Bay. Handicappers on the Saints include the Hitman also liking them in a teaser, and Rob liking the Saints on the money line. As far as the handicap goes, this game has a low total of 43. That magnifies the relative value of each point we get in teasing the Saints up through a touchdown. This is a factor I discussed with Cleve TA on Tuesday's edition of the BetUS NFL show. And from a matchup perspective, Philadelphia has become a run-first offense, and the New Orleans defense elite stopping the run. That should be enough for the Saints to keep this one competitive. And the other leg, looking at handicappers on Minnesota, Fezzik liking the Vikings in a teaser per the Even Money podcast. Fezzik also liking the Vikings against the spread is his best bet on the Dream Preview. The Hitman also liking Minnesota in a teaser. Adam liking the Vikings against the spread. And Drew and his co-host Andy Molitor on the Deep Dive liking the Vikings on the Money Line. The handicap in this one starts with the fact that Minnesota and Green Bay have a couple of common opponents in Arizona and Cincinnati, and all four of those games could have easily gone either way. As it turns out, Green Bay went 2-0, Minnesota 0-2, and those results skew the perceptions of these teams, Minnesota better than its record would indicate, and the Vikings also the fresher team in this matchup. They had their bye in Week 7, so they're not too far removed from getting that time off, Meanwhile, the Packers still haven't had their bye as we approach Week 11. I also think we're getting a bit of a free roll fading Aaron Rodgers in this game. He came off the COVID list last week and didn't look great, and it's not a binary in or out for a lot of these players coming off COVID. We've seen guys like the aforementioned Cam Newton last year coming back and being on the field but really not being at full strength, and with Rodgers beyond COVID, he may also be limited due to a toe injury, and that Packers offense also going to be without standout running back Aaron Jones. Meanwhile, the Vikings' defense is getting healthier. On the other side of the ball, the Vikings tend to be pretty run-heavy, and the Packers' defense, as pleasantly surprising as it's been this season, does still struggle stopping the ground game. Their defensive coordinator Joe Barry, a Brandon Staley disciple, and true to Staley's form, Barry with the Packers has been scheming to take away the big pass plays, leaving his defensive front susceptible to the run. Overall with this teaser, I like that we're crossing through those key numbers of 3 and 7, with some matchup edges being the cherry on top, I see some nice value on New Orleans plus 7.5 at Philadelphia, 
paired with Minnesota, plus 7.5 hosting Green Bay. Second teaser this week, Buffalo minus 1 hosting Indianapolis, paired with Dallas, plus 8.5 at Kansas City. I make this a clear number 2 behind that New Orleans-Minnesota teaser, but I still see some value. It's number two in my book because with the Bills, we're not crossing through seven. That said, with a juiced seven, tilting towards seven and a half, we're getting some similar value here, plus the opportunity to push should the Bills win by one. In the other leg, Kansas City laying two and a half, and that's juiced toward the three over the Cowboys, plus a high total in that game of 56, implying a lot of variance. That said, the high total due largely to an elite offense from the Cowboys going up against a beatable Chiefs defense. Focusing on the Bills' leg of the teaser, largely a number grab getting them down through three, Las Vegas Chris laid seven with Buffalo on Tuesday's BetUS NFL show, and that increased my trust in the Bills to simply win this game outright as the clearly superior team at home. And I'll add that while the Colts got out to a 17-0 lead against Jacksonville last week, that wasn't a backdoor cover by the Jags. The Colts lost yards per play and benefited from a special teams touchdown. They'll have to show more to compete this week in Buffalo. And the other leg of the teaser, handicappers on Dallas include the Hitman also liking the Cowboys in a teaser, Rob liking the Cowboys against the spread or on the money line, maybe both, per his appearance Thursday on You Better You Bet, and Fezzik liking Dallas against the spread. The handicap does have one big concern, Dan Quinn possibly sticking with his cover three scheme for the Cowboys, kind of like what we saw with Gus Bradley with the Raiders defense last week, even though it's cover two that consistently gives the Chiefs offense fits. That said, I think it's the other defense in this game that's been artificially inflated recently. Last week, Kansas City benefiting from Deshaun Jackson's costly fumble, plus a Darren Waller touchdown in the endgame negated by a penalty, so that held the Raiders' scoreboard output in check. The week before that, the Chiefs had the benefit of going up against Jordan Love in his first career start, and still, with all that, the Chiefs ranking last in early down success rate in the entire NFL, and it's a major step up in class for them this Sunday against that dynamic Dallas offense. So overall, I make this a smaller bet than the Saints-Vikings teaser, but still a bet nevertheless, taking the Bills down to minus one hosting the Colts, and the Cowboys up to plus eight and a half at Kansas City. I do think some other small bets are warranted for this week's teaser card. If you have access to plus 180 on a three-team teaser or plus 300 on a four-team teaser, so check the odds on those options at your sportsbooks. If you can get plus 180 on a three-teamer, I like New Orleans, Minnesota, and Buffalo. And if you can get plus 300 on a four-teamer, I like New Orleans, Minnesota, Buffalo, and Dallas to round out the teaser portfolio. And two props this week as well. Up first, Jimmy G under 30 and a half pass attempts at Jacksonville. The Hitman mentioned this one on the Hot Read Hits podcast, noting the 49ers already a run-heavy offense, and they could get even more run-heavy if they take control of this game. That's looking quite likely with the Niners currently favored by six over the Jags. I also see two free rolls in this prop. First off, Trey Lance hasn't appeared in a box score since week five, but it's possible we see him get some limited action and that could suppress Jimmy G's output. Also, injury risk, something we're certainly not rooting to see, but injury about as big of a factor for Jimmy G as it is for any quarterback across the league. Overall, seeing enough value to align with the hitman 
getting in play on Jimmy G under 30 and a half pass attempts. Second prop, you probably saw it coming, Dallas, Kansas City, shortest touchdown under one and a half yards. From a math standpoint, it checks out, with this being the highest total on the board at 56, steamed up from an already high opener, that's the second time in two weeks we've seen this situation apply for Dallas. And from a matchup perspective, the Cowboys offense, once again, a force at the goal line with Zeke and Dak as a dual threat at quarterback, plus Kansas City, the kryptonite wearing off for them as far as this prop's concerned, they've actually scored some one-yard touchdowns themselves in recent weeks. In fact, three one-yard touchdown passes for the Chiefs in the last two games, so their offense appears to be evolving near the goal line. All in all, I make this prop good up to minus 150. And that's all I've got for the Week 11 portfolio. Here's a rapid-fire rundown on this weekend's betting card. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. Two sides, Washington plus three at Carolina and Houston plus ten at Tennessee. Two teasers, New Orleans plus seven and a half at Philadelphia, paired with Minnesota plus seven and a half hosting Green Bay. Also, Buffalo minus one hosting Indianapolis, paired with Dallas plus eight and a half at Kansas City. And last but not least, two props, Jimmy G under 30 and a half pass attempts at Jacksonville and Dallas, Kansas City. Shortest touchdown under one and a half yards. All right, if you tuned in for just the picks, you're good to go. But if you'd like a six-pack of beer to go with this week's six-pack of picks, plus the Malinsky Minute, we've got that coming right up. This week's show beer, Booberry Muffin, a fruited sour with blueberry by Great Notion Brewing based in Portland, Oregon. Booberry Muffin clocks in at 6% ABV, and I'm excited to feature it this week because my home state, California, a new addition to Great Notion's shipping footprint, so you can bet I was eager to get my hands on it, and there's a decent chance that you can too, with Great Notion now shipping to 12 states plus Washington, D.C. Booberry Muffin's a spin-off of the famous sour Blueberry Muffin, and the name says it all, it's an ambitious concept, but mind-blowing to experience. Blueberry Muffin is a seasonal release around Halloween, naturally inspired by Blueberry Muffin. And the difference here, the addition of cereal, adding a bit of a layer on top of the tart, jammy, blueberry flavor. And this one's got a light body next to no semblance of that 6% ABV. I cracked my first can at home this past weekend, and my wife Allison, aka Mrs. Props and Hops, even went back in for a second sip. That's like Johnny Carson waving the comedian over to his desk a major stamp of approval. I also can't help but think of David Molinsky when I enjoy this beer. He had such a love of food and beer pairings, and Blueberry Muffin begs for a pairing, a home run with its namesake, the Blueberry Muffin, or pancakes, or virtually any dessert you really can't go wrong. And speaking of Dave, here's this week's Molinsky Minute. This week's quote, It's not minus EV if you're having fun. I think this can correctly be attributed to previous Props and Hops guest Rufus Peabody. I made note of it when listening to a January episode of his Bet the Process podcast. And if you're not familiar with it, EV is betting slang for expected value. So plus EV, a phrase that implies positive expected value, minus EV, implying negative expected value, and minus EV, often used as a pejorative term. Because in betting circles, EV is looked at as some sort of holy grail, but to the point of this quote, not worth pursuing at all costs. 
Weaving Dave into this equation, he maximized EV not only on the betting boards, but across all walks of life when I think of mind, body, and soul. From the standpoint of his mind, he read just about everything from coaches' quotes to get an edge on the betting boards to Nat Geo and Sophocles and Shakespeare, basically embracing a genuine interest in everything beyond betting. And when it came to his body, he was known as Friday Dave at Lotus of Siam, fueling himself with the best food he could possibly get for football betting weekends in which he wouldn't leave the house from Friday afternoon to Monday morning. He also kept an elliptical in his office to take care of himself. And when it came to his soul, those excursions to Mount Charleston to spend time with his old friends in high places are what really kept him in Vegas all those years. And Dave also enjoyed Bruce Springsteen and other classic rock as much as anybody else I've ever known. Applying this quote to us, the NFL season can be a grind, especially at a time like this when we're deep into it but not really close to the end. It can really feel like we're on the hamster wheel trying to keep up. And I had to catch myself with this recently, because betting's supposed to be fun, in fact life is supposed to be fun, and personally, I can definitely skew more to the serious side, and I don't mind that since the degree of discipline is essential when we're betting with real money at stake, but that said, it's not always worth maximizing EV and betting, or anything else for that matter, when it comes at the expense of EV in other areas of life. So to get beyond the betting jargon here, I think this week's quote is a version of the adage that time you enjoy wasting isn't wasted time. More often than not, we're looking for plus EV in our life decisions, but once in a while, it's important to let loose, and the best part about it, it's not minus EV if you're having fun. Alright, thanks for listening to this episode. If you found any value in it, the number one way you can support Props and Hops is to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd be interested in a breakdown on every game this week, including picks from pro bettors, check out the BetUS NFL show I'm hosting with Las Vegas Chris and Scott Kellen. We break down the full weekend slate live on YouTube on Fridays at noon Eastern at 9 a.m. Pacific, and a special schedule for the week of Thanksgiving will be live on YouTube Wednesday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can check it out via the link in the show notes. And a heads up, I was able to get an early start to week 11 by reappearing on the Early Value podcast with Ross McDowell. We talked about my chargers and his chiefs, general teaser philosophy, some fun personal questions at the end after a comprehensive week 11 breakdown, so if you'd be interested in that episode, you can find it via the link in these show notes. And a couple housekeeping items. If you live in an area where wagering is legal and want to kill two birds with one stone, go ahead and sign up for a sportsbook via any of the links at the bottom of the Props and Hops landing page on Dimers.com. That way you can get down on some edges and support this show along the way. And you guessed it, you can also find the link to that landing page in these show notes. And week 11 marks the one-year anniversary of my partnership with Dimers. The Dimers team has been a major factor in making this show what it is. So go ahead and check out that link as a great way to help us celebrate one year together in style. Last but not least, thanks to the podcasts that informed this week's show. I'd highly encourage you to check them out. The Deep Dive, The Simple Handicap, Even Money, The Matchbook NFL Betting Podcast, The Dream Preview, Hot Read Hits, and you better you bet. That'll do it. Enjoy week 11. Best of luck with your action this weekend. And I'll talk to you next week, back before Thanksgiving with a Wednesday episode. As always, until then, let's bet well, let's drink well, 
and let's be well. Mm -hmm.